So he came up pretty much every morning with a really awesome uh, song uh, in the voice of his character, kind of like Grandma Sparrow. It's very similar to the Grandma Sparrow household, probably. And, um, and my mom played guitar. Uh, when we were kids, she babysat, uh, I don't know, like 10, 10 children total <laughs> uh, when I was a wee one. So. Uh, I would get woken up with someone kicking my head and come downstairs and she would sing, you know, Yankee Doodle and stuff like that <laughs> as we would run around and <laughs> pretend to pay attention to what was going on. But um, I think that's really where it started and then just as I got older I learned to appreciate the more mature expressions of uh, poetry and, you know, structured things. <laughs> So did you learn guitar from your mother? Um, kind of. Um, but my first formal uh, lesson was with a guy uh, who was really obsessed with Prince and had really long fingernails. And he taught me the stuff I really wanted to know about uh, classical guitar for a couple years. Um, but yeah, I mean, she had the stuff laying around. We never had, my mom and I never had any uh, formal lessons for instruments or anything. It was just kind of around. <laughs> That's that such a, that a great first guitar teacher. A guy who taught me Prince, who had really long fingernails. Well, he never taught me Prince. <laughs> I was more obsessed with Led Zeppelin at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty so. good. <laughs> so would you say that your, your taste in music and or poetry is in line with your parents, or is there a little bit of a, a divergence with what you were brought up with? Ooh, that's a good question. I, um, I think um, growing up, I didn't really realize it, but my um, writing was really influenced by my mom's uh, stories that she would kind of make up about the Philippines. And um, she grew up in a fishing village, so um, there were a lot of more elemental or uh, spiritual sort of backgrounds to what she was talking about. And then, um, and my grandfather was in World War II. He was doing some journalism in Japan and wrote a lot of um, anti-war poems. And I think, um, I ended up appreciating, realizing how, uh, how amazing that is, that he did that. So I think both of those things influenced me a lot. So when did you first begin writing on guitar, writing songs? Um, I think in, mostly in college, a little bit in high school. I was just telling Ken about my one night only band where <laughs> called Driftwood in a high school variety show where I got to um, write a few things, but the guitar broke on stage. So that didn't really work out. <laughs> but yeah, mostly college. And then that's when I first started to play in front of people and you know really settle into the whole pattern of being really nervous all the time, but really excited. <laughs> so were you also writing lyrics or stories at the same time, or did that happen before? Um, I wrote uh, lyrics in fifth grade for a really sweet uh, girl band that was also kind of a thing that never happened, but I never played any instruments for that. But um, 
I guess I just kind of write whatever. And um, I think now that I'm a lot more um, getting more in the rhythm of uh, songwriting and kind of figuring out uh, what it is I want to say or what, what tone I want to go for, um, I think that's becoming a lot more a part of my life than it ever has. So when you were pulling together your, your first songs, what was, uh, what inspired you, like, aside from just uh, your, your, your family uh, stuff, like, were you reading anything in particular, or were, the, were you kind of diving into older memories that uh, you pulled from for uh, inspiration? Um, yeah, a lot of older memories and, you know, relationship-related things, or uh, feeling... Um, far apart from the world <laughs> a little bit. I don't know, all that stuff. I guess uh, initially writing songs was um, an attempt to communicate something to the universe or just sort of the things that you, you can't really sit somebody down and be like, hey. <laughs> but you can do that in a whole room <laughs> of people and hopefully they're listening. Uh, so, yeah, as far as stuff I was, I'm reading at the time, one thing that comes to mind is this poet, Frank Bedart, who is, um, he writes very, um, I guess, minimal, reflexive patterns. I guess I'm really into, like, patterns of language. I don't know. I, it's always something that I like to strive to be better at, but just beautiful uh, sort of linguistic uh, patterns are huge <laughs> for me. Okay. So how much does your heritage inspire your writing and your music, and have you ever been to the Philippines? Yeah, I haven't been in a really long time, um, but a couple times when I was a lot younger. Um, and um, yeah, I think it has a, a fundamental impact um, in kind of in putting out this record and um, sort of trying to identify what um, what those influences were, um, yeah, my definitely my female ancestors, my mom and my grandmother, definitely came up a lot just because I think they're um, the bravest women I've ever met and and so strong and um, I guess I want to be like that. <laughs> think about them a lot. When was it that you were in the Philippines? How old were you? Um, I was there when I was three and when I was seven. So any, a long time ago. Any formative memories that, uh, that stick out from those, those trips? Yeah, tons. Um, but um, yeah, environmental things and just how people were, how um, families were. I don't have any siblings, so um, it was interesting to go there where my mom has a lot more siblings and grandparents I never met, and to, um, to be a part of that, that kind of intimacy, even though I couldn't really understand what they were saying a lot of the time, um, just to be a part of that feeling of being in a family and to, um, I don't know, they would like, make oatmeal and like talk until sunrise, you know, a lot of 
they didn't, they didn't really care about the things that we uh, sort of regiment ourselves into as far as um, daily routines. There were a lot of opportunities to go and um, explore nature um, without worrying about the clock. So that stands out a lot. Sounds like paradise. <laughs> it is in a lot of ways. <laughs> Let's all go there. <laughs> Let's all go now. This whole room. Well, how about we have a little music yeah. for now instead? Maybe go there later. A couple more songs from Mariel Elschwang.
tuned into WMSE's Local Live. We have Mariel Elschwang here live at the Todd Ware Conference Center. And we want to remind everybody listening that you can get more Milwaukee-made music on WMSE's Local Lunchbox every Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. when WMSE's midday hosts spin a handful of local music from newly released albums to some of their old favorites. And then tune in for the Boogie Bang Gang's Milltown thing every Saturday at 1 p.m. featuring the best Milwaukee R&B, rap, and hip-hop. WMSE, providing you the best in local music daily at 1 p.m. And WMSE's local lunchbox is supported by Outpost Natural Foods. Want to say a huge thanks to our, our audience. Thanks. Audience, give yourselves a round of applause. Thanks for being great. <clears throat> We're going to uh, turn the interview portion over to an audience member. Um, of course, you guys know the note cards are out there. You can ask questions, too, for Marielle. Uh, first question comes from, uh, I'm guessing this is a Twitter, Twitter, Twitter handle. That, that's Ger- what it looks like, Ger- Jerosan. Okay. So that's what we're guessing. He says, I noticed that you're wearing all black. 
how hot is it for you right now? Question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> I'm actually wearing navy blue as well. So I'm a little warm. <laughs> There's some cooling effects. <laughs> okay. Kind of a psychic audience member because he also asked, he or she also asked about the, uh, your mother in the Philippines, so your visit to the Philippines. So I think we covered that one. Oh. We did have one other question from an anonymous audience member. What made you do a solo project? Um, why does anybody? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I guess I was writing songs uh, for a very long time, so I guess it was just um, wanting to put them out and uh, and learn to perform them as well as I could, and yeah, I don't, gee, that's a tough one. Why do we, I mean, why do we want to do anything we really want to do, you know? Now you're getting really deep on us. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little too deep. It's because I'm wearing black and navy blue. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does anybody, Ken's looking at me like he can give me a better answer. No. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to a different question. <clears throat> um, so, uh, how did you come to collaborate with Adam Krauss, who is your standby when you do smaller scale shows, and he was kind of the initial person you went to when you wanted to start your solo project? Well, um, Adam and I know each other from Group of the Altos, um, and he was playing in a band called Deprong Mori at the time of our first starting to get together and play music. Um, so, uh, how would you describe the music? Math rock? Math rock. Yeah, which I think is really cool. And um, so, <laughs> um, so, so uh, he brought up this idea that Deeprong Mori could, could do, um, uh, have a guest artist to bring their songs to the band, and then they would, you know, math rockify, or I would, you know, <laughs> whatever, um, meet in the middle with that. Um, and it sounded really interesting, and we just never got a chance to do it, and then um, the band subsequently disbanded, um, but Adam invited me to do um, some violin stuff for a project he was doing for a lemon ozine. Uh, he wrote um, a song about the moon, guitar, and some field recording, which he's really awesome at. So I added to that, and that kind of started us sort of getting together and writing songs together. So some of the guitar parts on the album started with us just kind of sitting down and, just, and really being kind of insane about every single note matching up. And I don't know, it's nerd stuff. <laughs> I, I can hear a little bit of mathy stuff on that album, uh, a couple of songs anyway, mm -hmm. perhaps. Um, when you were sitting about to record the album, um, did you plan out most of the other instrumentation, like the stuff that you don't play, or was that kind of ad-libbed in the studio as you went along? Uh, a lot of it was ad-libbed by... A lot of which is ad-libbed by the fine folks here. Some of the songs we, we practiced as a group after, the, after most of the album was recorded. For instance, Covey plays on Submit, and we had played that a lot, and it sounds pretty tight on the record. Um, but, um, but yeah, for instance, Ken, 
<laughs> was sleeping in a hammock before he was woken up to just maybe come up with a thing for the song we played first in this last set, Done Not Done, um, over the finger-picky stuff that we already had. And he literally just laid down what's on, on the track. And it's genius. So, you know, stuff like that. Adam played a chair. There's some video footage. Jean has it. There's all kinds of really cool footage. But yeah, everybody, everybody was just really awesome and contributed amazing, mind-blowing things to it. So, lucky us. So when you're playing your guitar and recording your guitar, what, what kind of guitar do you play usually and what kind of pedals do you use to create that kind of rich, reverby? kind of classic vintage tone. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have um, an Ibanez hollow body with a Bixby on it. And, and I also borrow full-time Adam's <laughs> Rickenbacker. People love those guitars, it's true. Um, but yeah, I only have two pedals, a distortion and a tremolo. Nothing too fancy. <laughs> Maybe one day. So what was the biggest surprise in the recording process in terms of how things eventually turned out on the record? The biggest surprise? Yeah. Um, I think uh, the whole thing kind of resonates with one collective beautiful surprise. I don't know. Yeah, it just the whole thing reverberates with that with that um, sound and feeling, and that's one of the things I really love about it. Is it more of a situation where do you think it turned out exactly how you thought it was going to, or was is it more of like a pleasant surprise how it turned out? Oh, um, you know, that's a good question because yes and no, or no and yes. Well, a lot of the specific things that led to, the, the specific parts weren't written, but um, uh, the tone of everything is exactly how I would have wanted it to be. Yeah. All of the textures um, and how the embellishments are placed are completely in line with how I would have dreamed that it, it could be, but, you know, didn't necessarily blueprint everything. But, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty cool. What do, you th what do you think? Are you ready to play a couple more for us here? Yes. Um, can you tell us what you're going to play next? Uh, yeah. Um, well, we have a song called Farmer, after which, <laughs> after which we'll play Darlings and Submit. Okay. And then we have another surprise one after we talk again, I think. Okay, okay. cool, great. All right, once again, Marielle Alschwang and her band here on Local Live at WMSC's and MSOE's Todd Weir Conference Center.
You are tuned into WMSC's Local Live with Marielle Alschwang and her band at the Todd Weir Auditorium, 1047 North Broadway on the MSOE campus tonight. We have a live studio audience, so live audience, make yourself known. <laughs> Give yourself a, a hand. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, so Marielle, I have a question for you. How is it to play these same songs, which you originally wrote as a solo artist with a full band, and then go back to playing them solo once in a while? Because you kind of, I don't, you split, split it evenly in between playing just you or you and Adam with, you know, the full band setup. Is it kind of like a weird transition still, or is it getting easier? Um, hmm, I don't know. It's, it's just always been really interesting and a different kind of hard work, um, but with its own rewards um, as far as just realizing the potential of any given song and, and um, the sort of depths of every individual's uh, talents and, and, and creative uh, Whatever, <laughs> tap, tap. I'm thinking of the Matrix now. I'm being tapped into like the universe or whatever. But you know, everybody's receiving different um, information about things, and for me, it's really exciting to to actually hear live uh, in the studio, in the practice uh, space, or on stage what what that can be. And then um, playing it by myself, then it's it's more of um, that's an interesting time where I kind of get lost now and sort of get lost inside um, kind of that original space where the, the songs are formed and, yeah. <laughs> so we noticed that uh, the band you have here tonight, um, you're, you're actually, you perform in bands with everybody here except for Kavi. How did Kavi come into the picture? We've known each other for a long time. Uh, since middle school? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, we go way back. Um, yeah. He's always, I've always been in awe of his talent and all kinds of things, so, yeah. Did you guys have any, uh, musical collaborations in middle school? <laughs> no. No? But, you know, same stage. We shared a stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you were an orchestra and I was in band, so. Yeah. Yeah, we were totally different worlds. Yep. <laughs> Orchestra versus band geeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Mariel, what do you listen to when you're not writing music or playing your own music or in other bands? Um, I really like listening to... <laughs> is he from Estonia? Arvo Pert? Arvo Pert, this uh, Estonian composer. Um, I like listening to... Um, Patsy Klein and lately Roberta Flack. Um, and uh, I just discovered who Kate Bush was this year. So that, uh, that album, Hounds of Love, is pretty good. <laughs> A lot of stuff. That's a deep rabbit hole to disappear down the Kate Bush. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts. Discography. <laughs> so, uh, You've been involved with projects called Death Blues and Hello Death. Um, the new album is called Dead Not Done. Uh, 
is there a conscious trend here with the uh, the death theme? You don't seem like a very morbid person, but uh, <laughs> what do you attribute that to? Um, well, I I named the album that uh, from the song "Dead Not Done" because it just seemed like a recurring theme in the album and sort of an emblematic phrase that had a nice ring to it. So um, it wasn't conscious, but I think um, yeah, maybe maybe collectively we do think about these things a lot, but. Um, yeah, a, a lot of themes of regeneration are trying to make the, the, the most of the changing tides. <laughs> so you also work at Alverno Presents, which hosted the initial Death Blues performance. Um, how did you get involved with Alverno? Um, I think kind of through Death Blues or uh, I needed a job <laughs> while I was in Death Blues, and um, we we were already slated to perform in the season, and I and I randomly found the job ad online and applied for it. <laughs> my life is so different now that I actually <laughs> really like my job. <laughs> what do you do exactly at Alverno? I'm the operations coordinator. Um, which uh, I, I manage the box office. Um, I get to work with a lot of really bright, amazing uh, young women who go to college there and, um, and just help, uh, help with general things like social media and putting the word out there and anything else they need me to do. <laughs> All right, so do you have another song in your, in your back pocket for us before we round out the night? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to play next? Um, Let Me In. All right, once again, we got Marielle Alshuang here on WMSC's Local Live. Give it up for her. She's got one more for you. And thanks for having me, guys. Now 
That brings us to a close. It is about three minutes past seven o'clock. You're listening to 91.7 FM WMSE Milwaukee. We are Frontier Radio, a live and listener-supported broadcast of the Milwaukee School of Engineering. My name is Aaron here with Cal tonight for Local Live, broadcasting live from the Todd Weir Conference Center and Auditorium. And I want to have a big thanks to Mary Ellen and her band for coming in tonight and playing to our live studio audience. Thank you so much, everyone. Give yourselves another round of applause. Thank you very much for having us. Marielle, one last thing before we do our official closing. Where can people find your music? Do you have any shows coming up? Any stuff like that? Um, well, the record can be found on Gloss Records website. I think it's glossrecords.us. Um, there's a limited edition of cassette tapes. <laughs> Um, and no shows planned till late October, but in the meantime, uh, come to Prince Uncovered at Alberno Presents. <laughs> right, well, thanks once again, Mary. I'll uh, look for her record, Dead Not Done, on Gloss Records. And uh, tonight's edition of Local Live on WMSC was supported by a donation from the Garage, 1709 North Arlington Place on Milwaukee's Lower East Side, open daily at 11 a.m. and 10 a.m. on weekends. The Garage offers a casual atmosphere, carrying over 70 beers and featuring a large projector screen for watching sports and more. The Garage is also available to parties with a space for groups of up to 50 people. Information at hihatlounge.com slash garage. And Local Live is a production of WMSE Radio, broadcast tonight from the Todd Weir Auditorium and Conference Center at 1047 North Broadway on the campus of the Milwaukee School of Engineering. Local Live is produced by Aaron Wolf, Cal Roach, and Don Moore, and engineered by Billy Cicerelli. Photography by Debbie Duras, sound by Go Audio, lighting by Ed Griggs. Thanks to our live studio audience for participating tonight. Hospitality provided by Sprecher Brewing Company, Pizza Shuttle, and MSOE for food services. For upcoming guests and archives of past local live performances, visit WMSE.org. Tune in again next Tuesday at 6 p.m. for another edition of Local Live with the Grasping at Straws. And for all of our people that are here, stay here because we have the Midwestern Charm coming right up for another set for you. So thanks again, everyone. Have a good night.